At the beginning of this NFL season, it looked as if football had already reached saturation in the U.S. In other words, the potential for growth was limited, so much so that the NFL has made a strong push to expand its market overseas, especially in Europe, and recently piloted the NFL International Series. But perhaps the NFL just needed Taylor Swift in its stance. Swift, who is currently dating Kansas City Chiefs tight end Travis Kelsey, attended her first Chiefs game on September 24th. That day, female viewers from ages 18 to 49 spiked 63% from the Chiefs' previous games. Later, Fanatics, the NFL's top retailer, told the Associated Press that sales of Kelsey's jerseys surged 400%, and the NFL changed its social media channel descriptions to NFL, Taylor's version. Since then, Swift has been to 11 Chiefs games this season, and Chiefs owner Clark Hunt said, quote, Our female audience has grown leaps and bounds, unquote. On Sunday, February 11th, the Chiefs will face off against the San Francisco 49ers in the Super Bowl. I sat down with UCSB Feminist Studies professor Eileen Boris to learn more about Swift's female presence within the traditionally male NFL space. Largely due to Swift's connection to the Chiefs, business insiders predicting a record TV audience for the Super Bowl on Sunday, February 11th. Do you agree with this prediction? What else do you think will be different about this year's Super Bowl? So what will be different this year? Having Taylor Swift in the stands will uh, obviously evoke cameras on her. And... If Kelsey makes plays that are very exciting, again, the camera will be on her. But every Super Bowl has had unexpected entertainment through the advertisements that are used that year or the musical interludes. So it's hard to say, it's hard to predict, but this is an election year, so anything goes. Uh, who will be running, by, doing buys during the Super Bowl, or whether there will be any announcements. We don't know. That is like Taylor Swift endorsing Biden. Interesting. Yeah. No, that's a good point that it happens. Something happens every year. This year just might be Taylor's year. <laughs> um, the media has largely focused on how Swift has increased profit margins for the NFL. In what ways, if any, is Swift's association with the league increasing her popularity in return? Well, it certainly brings her name to wider audiences who may not have known who she was and may not have listened to her albums or seen the Eras tour. So it does increase her popularity, too. Yeah, just kind of like any press is good press. <laughs> um, why did Taylor Swift's fan base follow her to the NFL? And is this trend specific to Swift or has it happened on a similar scale with any other celebrities? I would say this is specific to her in terms of having such a devoted fan base to follow her to something they would not necessarily be embracing. Though fans do follow their celebrities uh, to different venues, whether it be voter engagement, she had fans following her to that, or to certain fashion statements. Are certain kinds of clubs. We've had that with the hip hop generation, Beyonce and others. So uh, it is specific to the NFL, but not necessarily to fandom. Historically, the NFL has faced numerous scandals involving the mistreatment of women within the league and from its players. Just earlier this year, two attorney generals from California and New York launched an investigation into sexual discrimination and hostile work allegations within the league. How has the NFL capitalized on this swift moment to build their female fan base? They're really reinforcing the traditional notions of women. They're 
allowing fans to project the romance of Taylor Swift to vicariously experience it. But when you think about it, Swift, though an outspoken woman, a businesswoman who is in control of her uh, records and her her voice, etc., is really enacting the heterosexual romance. And so despite what uh, some of conservative or magna people say, it, what she's doing is really the most um, traditional, a gal standing by and supporting her man. Yeah, definitely. And I, I think, too, even watching, there seems to be a, the female fans who are watching Taylor, like, quote unquote, like learning how football works, I think also really reinforces the stereotype of Oh, women are new to the scene and don't know how it works. Women do know how it works because they went <laughs> to their high school football games. The NFL has also faced po- problems reaching Generation Z since fewer consuming entertainment in the traditional broadcast form. What tactics are the NFL using in this swift moment to harness this new Generation Z? Well, obviously using social media and the publicity of her romance gets people curious. Who is this guy? What does he do? What's so special about him? Oh, I think I'll check it out. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Taylor Swift was named Time Magazine's 2023 Person of the Year. During an interview for the article, she said, I have no awareness of if I'm being shown too much and pissing off a few dads, brads, and chats. And at the Golden Globes, host Joy Coy joked that the difference between the award show and the NFL was that the Golden Globes had fewer camera shots of Taylor Swift. Some hardcore football fans have spoken out against Swift's newfound presence in the league. By showing Swift and including her in their marketing, what has the response been like from traditional NFL fans? Well, since I'm not an NFL fan, I can't really say. But we do know it's emphasizing the feminine over the masculine. However, really the image being projected is traditional. It's heterosexual romance. Far more radical would be to realize that this is not the first time that a woman has invaded the space of sports, of masculine sports. And I'd like us to think about not Taylor Swift as being revolutionary or transforming gender relations in football, because even bringing women to to the NFL is not necessarily transforming the nature of the sport. The real feminist radicals were women journalists in the 1970s who invaded the male space of the locker room to uh, capture stories. And that was disruptive and radical. And there was even a suit against uh, one of these women I think her name is Melissa Lutke, uh, for being in the men's locker room. Now that was invading male space. I, I agree with you. And I don't think that's a perspective that's being pushed at all by the media and not one that I had on my own until now. The first woman was Robin Herman, who's no longer alive. And she was the New York Times first uh, female sports writer. That was the National Hockey League uh, all-star game in Montreal that she with another woman broke the sex barrier in a locker room. Now, I think those actions are much more transgressive 
After all, the locker room is where men talk locker talk, and there's naked male bodies. And maybe they couldn't parade around quite the same way. Then uh, having the girlfriend of your star player in the stands, and of course, there's the whole question: you know, what if uh, what if Taylor Swift wasn't a, a white woman? My last question is: um, Who are you rooting for on Sunday? Are you going to watch the game? No. <laughs> okay. I'll watch the clips about uh, Taylor Swift afterwards. Perfect. Sounds good. Thank you for listening. With KCSB News, this is Lily Ulrich.